We're doing Lamed Hey Omed Beis, page 35, side B, and we're starting the fourth Perik, Perik Rivi, the Perik of Achilles Levimter. We'll do the Mishnah. Zog the Mishnah, Achilles Levimter. If a person does Chalitza for the Yivama, and since uh, she's a Yivama, it's only if the brother who died did not leave any children. But after the Chalitza, it turns out that she is pregnant, and she gave birth. So, if the baby lives, so who mutar the one who gave chalitza is permitted to marry the relative of the chalutza, and also vihi and the chalutza is muktares bikreivov, and she is permissible to marry his relative. So even though the Mishnah later on Amem Amir Aleph states that the Kreves of the Chalutza are Osur Midrabbanon on the one who did the Chalutz, just like the relative of Gurushosai. And same thing is that the Kreven from the Chalutz, from the man, are prohibited Midrabbanon of the Chalutza, just like Agrushad, which is Osur in the relatives of the husband. But since it turns out that this baby was sustained alive, so then she, the woman that he gave Chalitza, was an Aishas Ach. She was a wife of a brother who has children. And then she doesn't need Bechlal Yibma Chalitza. So it turned out that the Chalitza was not a Chalitza. So that's why they are not included in the prohibition of relatives as before. And further, and the Chalitza did not disqualify this woman with this Chalitza from the Kuhuna. So although that a Chalitza is Osir Lekoyen, but this Chalitza is permissible. Because it turned out now that the chalitza was not a chalitza because there's a child, there's no, she's not, the wife of the deceased was not needed to him at all, didn't need the chalitza <coughs> because she had that child. But if, but if the lad does not live, but he is a nephil, and it turns out at the end that she did need chalitza, so therefore, she is. Her law is like chalitza, and therefore, who asur bekrayvay seho? He is prohibited, the relative of the sivama, vhi asura bekrayvav, and she is prohibited in his relative. The posla, and also he disqualifies her through this chalitza mina kahuna, from the kahuna like a regular chalitza. Hakoyne says yivim toy. One who marries has intimacy with the Yivama, and it turns out that she is pregnant, and then she gives birth. This man, so if the baby 
stays alive. Yaitzi, so the Yabam has to uh, divorce her. <coughs> and also, the Chayovim Bekorban, the Yabam and the Yabama are liable to bring a Korban on this intimacy because it turns out that she is the wife of a brother who has children that is prohibited to the brother for the Isra since they made a mistake and they didn't know that she was pregnant. So therefore they have to bring a Kormuchatis. But if the Vlad does not live, he's a nafel, then he can hold on and she can keep this Yivim and it doesn't take her out because there's no children over there and therefore she was properly Nisiyam. What happens if we're not sure whose baby it is? Is Sophie Ben Tisha? Maybe he is nine months from the pregnant and therefore Larisha. And then it was the baby of the first brother who died. Sophie Ben Shiva, the Sophie, you say maybe he's seven months from the pregnancy and therefore he is a child of La'achrein of the Yobam, of the second one, the second brother, who had the intimacy with the deceased brother's wife, Yetzi. So the Yobam has to take out the Yobama from a Suffolk, for if the first baby is from the first one, so she was ushered to him because of Eishas Ach that has sons. But Vavlad Kosher, the Vlad, either way, would be kosher. If he is the son of the deceased, for sure he's kosher. And if he's the son of the Yabam, so then it turns out she's an Ashes Ach that doesn't have any children. And she was permitted to the Yabam. Bechayobim, the Yabam, the Yabama, will be live with Bashem Tolui, in a hanging Bashem, not in a definite Chatos. Because this is a suffix. Did they violate the Isra of Eishasach or not? That's the Mishnah. Now we'll do the Gemara. Itmar. We learned in a memory. Hachoyletz lemu'uberes. One who did chlitza for mu'uberes. And then he pilo. And then she miscarried the baby. Rabbi Yechonen Omar. Rabbi Yechonen says, Eino tzricha chlitza she did not require another chalitza from the brothers after the miscarriage. And Rishlokish Omar, Rishlokish says, no, she needs a new chalitza from the brothers. Why is that? The one explains. He says she does not need chalitza from the brothers because... In the view of Rabbi Yechonon, chalitza is mu'beres mo chalitza. The chalitza of a pregnant woman is considered chalitza as long as at the end she miscarried because now it has been uh, uh, clarified uh, retroactively that that child was not a sustained child. So from the time of the death of the husband, the brother, she's already chayv chalitza. 
And the same thing is the bias mu'beres shemabia. If he had intimacy, he married the Yevoma, and she was pregnant. Is bia so? If the Yabam had intimacy with her while she was pregnant and then she miscarried, so now it's retroactively verified that she was fit for Yibam and she was acquired to the Yabam through that intimacy. Rishlokish Omar, Rishlokish disagrees, he says, She needs Chalitza from the brothers because, in the view of Rishlokish, Chalitza is more better a chalitza of a pregnant woman isn't considered chalitza. The same thing is ubias muberes loishma bia. The uh, intimacy of muberes um, isn't counted. It's not called bia. So therefore, even if at the end it turns out that the baby is not a living, is an afel, but yet the chalitza, the even that were done at the time that she was muberes, isn't of a value and they don't apply and therefore she needs to go ahead and do chalitza after she miscarried. The Gemara says, So what's the source of their disagreement? If you can say, we can argue that they're arguing in expounding a verse, and if you want, we can say that they're arguing svaro about the logic. Ibo yisemo svaro. What is the logical uh, argument? If I'm going to say Rabbi Yechonon Sovar, Rabbi Yechonon holds, even though that as long as she's still pregnant, we're not sure, we're in doubt whether the baby is going to live and she cannot really and then she would not need chalitza or yibum. But yet, if Yahweh will come and tell us, if Yahweh will tell us the future that in the end, that the pregnancy she's going to miscarry, is she then not somebody who is fit, a daughter for chalitza yibum? For sure, if Eliyahu would tell us that this is not a real pregnancy, she can do chalitza yibum. So therefore, hashto nami. So now, even though that during chalitza we don't know yet the resolution of this doubt, but still, if at the end it turns out that she miscarried, tigle misa so now it's being revealed retroactively that she was somebody fit for Chalitza Yibum and therefore the Chalitza applied. Reish Lakish says, Tigali milsalim afreya lei amrinon. We don't say that because at the end she miscarried, now it's being revealed retroactively that Lechatechila she was fit to Chalitza. This is only from here and on she becomes a Bas Chalitza. And this that she did Chalitza before it uh, was resolved, the obligation isn't considered Chalitza. So this is would be the logical disagreement between Rabbi Yechanan and Rish Lakish.
But the Iba you say mo, the Gemara says, if you want that they could say that they're arguing how to expound the Pasik. Rabbi Yechnan Savar, Rabbi Yechnan Savar holds. When the Pasik says Zuvain ain't law, he has no son. Amarachmana. That's what the Pasik says in the portion of Yibu. And Dvarim. And here by the pregnant woman who ended up miscarrying, he has no son. So it's no son. So that's why it, it qualified for Yimachalitza. Rishlokish holds that for the fact the Pasuk says, we should expound it. You have to look into it. Maybe he does have a son. So as long as it has not been verified with uh, absolute certainty that the Uber, the baby, is not a Barakayama, she cannot, Chalitz and Yibim doesn't help. So Eisver Abiyechna Rish Lakish, Abiyechna challenges Rish Lakish from our Mishnah. Mishnah said that if he gave her Chalitz while she was pregnant, if the baby is not sustained, who asur She would be asur in his relative, and she would be asur in his relative. Upsala min hakahuna, and he would disqualify from the kahuna through the chalitza. So says Rabbi Yechonah, it is okay according to my view. I say the chalitza of a muberes is chalitza. But that's why the Yabam was passed to Kihuna. Because she's a chalitza who's also to the Koyah. But according to your Shita Rishlokish, the Abret Chalitza is Muberes, Loishma Chalitza, that the Chalitza of Ragun is not Kisid Chalitza. Amai Psolo Minakahuna. Why did the Yabam, through this Chalitza, disqualify the Kuna? That's not really Chalitza. Amar Lei, Sarish Lakish answered of Yechanan, that let it be true that Minhatoira is Takanat Chalitza. And the reason she's possible to Kuna is only Midrabona. It is and the because not everybody knows that she's Muberis and that the Chalitza is not a Chalitza. If we're going to permit her to marry a Koyan, there will come people to be Matir, even a complete Chalitza. Other have it in a different version that it was Rishlokis challenging Lerabiyach. It says in the Mishnah that want to give chalitza to Yevamanim to Muberes. If ein havlat shel kayoma, if the baby does not live, who also be kreivay sahavi asur be kreivov? She would be asur in the kreiv his kreivim. He'd be cross in her kreiv. She'd be asur in his kreivim. And further, upsol aminakuhuna. He disqualifies her from the kuhuna. So the shlokis asked the bechna bishlem velididi. Mele, I understand according to my view that I mean the chalitza is mubaras loishma chalitza, that the chalitza of a pregnant woman is not considered chalitza hainu de katoni. That's why the Mishnah says psalam in akahuna. 
l'chumro that he disqualifies you from kuhuno to be stringent v'loikotoni and it doesn't say ein atzricha chalitza min ha'achim that she doesn't need chalitza from the brothers because according to my view so l'chadchila ikar adin is not a chalitza but the Chachamim required her to de- to treat her like Chalutza, as we explained before. But according to Yushita Rabbi Yechanon, that the Chalitza of a Mubaris is considered the Chalitza. So why did the Mishnah learn that the Chalitza uh, that he gives her disqualifies her from Kahuna? But the main halacha should have told us the main halacha that the Tana the Mishnah should have taught us that she doesn't need chalitza from the other brothers and therefore we would know that she's usher in the relatives and she's he's us in her relatives and she's usher in his relatives and she's no not fit for kahuna like all chalutzas it's true. The Mishnah should have said that she doesn't need chalitza from the brothers, and that's it. However, since it reads and learned in the beginning in the Reisha that if the baby was sustained, so he did not disqualify from the corner with the chalitza. That's why he writes in the Sefer that if the Vlad did not sustain Psolo, so then he did qualify her to the Kahuna through the Chalitza. Rabbi Yechon asks a further question on Rishlokish. Rabbi Yechon asks Rishlokish, we learned in our Mishnah, one who brings in, marries the Yivama. And she turns out to be pregnant. If says if the baby does not last, it is a nafel, then he uh, can keep her, the yavama. He doesn't have to uh, divorce her. The chalitza of a muberes is chalitza, ubi is muberes shmobia, and the intimacy of a muberes is considered bio. Shmochi kotoni yikayim. That's why it says he should uh, keep her because there is no need to go and acquire her again. She has already been acquired to him the first time the yibum was intimate with her while she was Muberis. But according to your view, Rish Lokish, you say that the Chalitza Muberis is not considered the Chalitza Obiyas, Muberis Leishmobiyah, and the intimacy with a Muberis is not considered Biyas. So why does it say Yikayim? That he can hold on, keep her. The Biyah that he had while she was Muberis, that's not Yibum. And therefore the Mishnah should have said, Yachzir V'yibum V'yikayim. He has to go ahead and be intimate again, and then he can hold, then keep boiling the time of the mission, should have said. And Rishlokish says, yeah, Ma Yikayim, what is talking the mission? I mean, Yikayim. Yachzer V'yivu V'yikayim. Then he has to go back and do another bi'ila, then he can 
uh, keeper. And the mission is not mean that he can continue keeping her, but it's an obligation. The lay sagi, it's not sufficient, the first intimacy. He has to go back and be again intimate because he cannot really exempt her with a get because the first bima bia was not a real yibum and she's still zukukunoy. Uh, and a yibum cannot leave with a get before the yibum. And also with Chalitza, she cannot be exempt because since he already was intimate with her, so therefore he has to go back and be miyabim her. And later on, if he wants, he can divorce her again. Others say the other way around that it is Reish Lakish who's proving from the Mishnah as his view. Rishlokish is the one that was asking, challenging Rabbi Yechanan. It says in the Mishnah that if the baby does not sustain, does not last, but rather turns out to be a nafal Yekayim, then he can keep her. So it's okay, says Rishlokish Rabbi Yechanan, in my view, that the chalitza of a pregnant woman is not considered the chalitza, and the intimacy of the muberes is not considered bia. That's why it says he should keep her. He should go back and uh, have intimacy, and then he can keep her. Because without that, it's not sufficient. The only way to keep her is through the Bia, as explained earlier. But according to you, that the intimacy with Amibaris is considered for Yibum, so he already fulfilled the Mrs. Yibum, and he is able to divorce her again. So then he should have said, He should have said, if he wants, he can uh, take her out with a get, and Ratsu Yikayim. If he wants, he can heal me by the Mishnah should have said. So Rabbi Yechanan says, answers Einochanami. That is, Taka, the Mishnah could have written, Rotso Yetzi, Rotso Yikayim. That's I did it on the Reisha. But since the Teresha says, when it talks about the Uber who is sustained over there, it says Yetzi, that he is against his will, he has to divorce her. That's why it says in the Sefer by the Uber, when it's a nafel, Yikayim, that it should sustain. It says like an obligation, even though it's Lav Davka, but if he wants, he can divorce him. Freg the Gemara from Abraisa and Rabbi Yechonon Meisiva. Ask your question. It says in the Braisa, Hakoines is Yibim Toivinim Tzomi Uberes. If he brings in his Yivoma, she turns out to be pregnant. So the Tzorah of the Yivoma cannot get married to somebody else because Shema Yehev Lord Bekayoma. The baby might be sustained. So the Gemara says, so what? Just for Kert. Adrabe. 
there's not a reason because if the child, if she had a child, then she could get married. If the child is lives, then the tzara is uh, exempt from chalitza because she's the wife of a person who dies who has children. The one answer is Ella. Actually, we have to fix the price of Ema. We have to say it's written that she should not marry the Kayoma. Maybe he's not going to be living. It turns out that the Mace did not have any children. So the Tzorah is still required for the Yibum, and she's prohibited to marry to a person in the outside. But if it enters your mind like Rabbi Yechonah, that's bias muberes shmobio that the intimacy of the muberes is considered a bi of yibum. Why do we say that after he marries the muberes, the tzara should not get married? But why don't we say since the other wife, the other tzara was misyabim even though she was a she was pregnant uh, but holds so the since she was of the muberes so the tzara should be permitted says Abaye the one answer is that the Biyo that the intimacy of the Muberes, according to all opinions, he did not exempt. Even Rabbi Yochanan agrees that it's not considered for Yibam. Kipligi b'chalitza. The only disagreement is by chalitza. Rabbi Yochanan sovar, Rabbi Yochanan holds, chalitza is Muberes mo chalitza. That the chalitza of Muberes is considered chalitza, but bias Muberes leishma bia. The bia of a Muberes is not considered bia. Rishlokish sovar, that both, that Biyas Muberes Loshma Biya, we don't consider the Biya Muberes Biya, and also the Chalitz Muberes Loshma Chalitza. And the Chalitza is not considered the Chalitza. Therefore, the Tzoro has not been exempt through the Biyas Yobam on the Muberes, and she is prohibited to get married to the outside. Amalei Rove, so Rove says that Baye, but Manashach. It has to be go both ways. If the bi muberes is considered bi chalitz muberes ma chalitza, then the chalitz muberes is also chalitza. If Rabbi Yechonah agrees that bi muberes is not considered bi, so it also has to hold that chalitz muberes nami leishacham chalitza is not going to be chalitza. Don't come along because you know the halacha is.